Let's pray. Okay. Pray with me. God, thanks for the day. Uh, thank you that the swamp cooler is fixed. Um, thank you for my friends. Thank you so much uh, for this family here and that we got, <laughs> uh, we got Mike back. Mike's back. Uh, take care of Mary, too, while she's still away. And uh, right now, I need your help. Uh, these words need to be yours. Uh, make this good, because what I do is not good. It's just noise. So be in my words. I pray that uh, what I've gotten ready is glorifying to you and pleasing to you. Um, so, yeah, see to that. And, as usual, if you see to that, see to our a good time to let us enjoy ourselves. We love you. Amen. So, yeah, the, tonight's kind of a transition. I think i got to hold this. Um, kind of reflecting back in the last six months, things that have been going on, things that we've been working on as far as the building for years, six years, more than six years. Um, yeah, and, and tonight, so you know, is the one-year anniversary of July 6, 2013. Woo! Yeah, uh, anyways, um, at that time, at that time, I'd been on staff for eight years, and I was getting disenchanted. I was getting a little bit frustrated with scum. I worked for scum. So I was like, oh, uh-oh, what's going on here? There was, I was just getting like angsty and I was worrying about the direction of scum. God, I don't know if we're going the right place. I don't know if this is going the way that you want it to. Now, this was hard. This was really hard. I was thinking about quitting. I was thinking about you know, going to another church, that, that thought didn't last very long. I don't know where else I could go to church. Um, but I was like, I don't know if I can work here anymore. But then scripture came into my life. Um, God, God talked to me through his word, some big deals. It, and, and, and there's one scripture that I kind of want to campaign tonight. There's a few scriptures and I'm going to get to them all. This evening, but uh, there's one in particular that spoke to me, and, and I think it speaks to us. Now, it's, I say that with a little bit of uh, tongue in my cheek. It's 1 Corinthians 4, um, if you, and so you know, <laughs> it's where we get our name. Yeah, it speaks to us. This, is a big, this, this chapter is a big deal to scum of the earth church. Um, now, before I read it, there's some context that makes it a whole lot more interesting. Uh, it's, writ- it's a letter from Paul to the Corinthian church. Now, whenever I heard, you know, the Corinthian church or the Philippian church or the letter to the Philippians or whatever, you know, I thought of, you know, everybody got the letter from Paul and they all gathered in their big, big buildings, like this big tan stone coliseum thing or something like that. You know, a church. It's not like that at all. So just scratch that out of your head if you had the same thought as I did. It was more like a network of house churches, actually. Um, the way churches started is people just started hanging out in each other's houses. And normally the rich guy. <laughs> in, in Corinth, there was a bunch of uh, Romans. 
mostly Romans, and so is the rich Roman guys that they, they hung out in their houses. Why'd they hang out in the rich guys' houses? Well, they were bigger. <laughs> Get more people in them. Uh, so it was easier that way. Now, so, so yeah, it wasn't quite this thing with where several hundred people got together. It wasn't all the Christians in one place at one time in Corinth. So it's a little bit different. And there was kind of some hubs. There was some semi-important house churches going on. There was about four of them in Corinth. Uh, because kind of how, how people, who they hung out with. Uh, Paul had spent some time with some folks and got something going here. Peter had spent some time with some folks and got it, something going over here. There's this guy named Apollos. And, uh, and there's this another one that seemingly nobody uh, in, <laughs> started that one. They just got it going. It's like, we just like Jesus. <laughs> We don't need anybody to start us. Okay, we're cool. So, with that backdrop, let's read 1 Corinthians 4. This, then, is how you ought to regard us. And this is Paul talking about, uh, you know, Peter and and the guys who got things going. This is how you ought to regard us. As servants of Christ... And as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I don't even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. The Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. Receive praise from God. That's just a weird thing in and of itself. Anyways, moving on. Now, brothers and sisters, I have applied these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, so that you may learn from us the meaning of the saying, do not go beyond what's written. Then you will not be puffed up in being a follower of one of us over against the other. For who makes you different from anybody else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. You've begun to reign, and that without us. How I wish that you really had begun to reign, so that we also might reign with you. For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like those condemned to to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to human beings. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored. We are dishonored. This very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags. We are brutally treated. We are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. We are slandered, we answer kindly. We've become the scum of the earth, garbage of the world, right up to this moment. I'm writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children, even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. Is, gosh, mom, probably like 15 years ago now, that, uh, that, yeah, like, uh, like Chris Reese and, and Leonor and Deva and 
though hesitant at first, Mike picked the, this verse to name our church. We've become the scum of the earth. First, Mike was like, um, let's pray about it. <laughs> Thinking we'd be convinced otherwise. Well, yeah, it didn't work. But this is awesome. We picked this verse and it's so great. I mean, it just stirs you up. It gets you a little hands. It's like, God bless the freaks, right? Yes, we are different. I'll tell you guys, if you read the whole thing, we didn't pick this verse. This verse picked us. God, God saw it as Paul was scribbling this down. Oh, man. Yeah, Corinthians, the... They need to hear this, but man, 2,000 years from now, there's going to be these guys. <laughs> They're going to be so stoked. I cannot wait for them to come on the scene. <laughs> and here we are. My point tonight is not that we picked this. God started this. Verse 7, who made you different from anybody else? Who made you any different? And that's not rhetorical. Because, frankly, you guys are different. (laughs) I like being different, don't you? I like being interesting. You know, like if you just got a whole bunch of people that somebody was forced to click through and look at everybody. I'd hope I'd just get like a quarter second more when people got to my picture. And they kept going. Just a little bit more interesting than, than most of the other people they had to click through. I like being weird. I like being different. To be interesting, that's just the best compliment. To me, and I think a lot of us. But I'll say it again. Who made you any different? It can sound rhetorical, but it's not. So, you know, God did just so it's not completely rhetorical. God made us different. Earlier in this letter to the Corinthians, in the first chapter, uh, where is it? Yeah, verse 26. Is that up there? Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Remember that? Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many were of noble birth. God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Who made you any different? Man, God did. And I remember this verse when I was so disenfranchised with scum. It's like, who... Who made you any different? Guys, I mean, before I figured out what what Jesus was doing in this world, and I'm still trying to figure that out, but I found some good stuff out. And before that, before that, though, I was just on my way to just be an automaton, cubicle dweller, boring guy. I might have ended up in Denver, but I probably would have ended up on, like, the 32nd floor of something downtown, Making designs, mechanical engineering designs for somebody that told me what to do. I don't know. That doesn't sound very interesting to me. 
And when Jesus came into my life, he's like, does that sound very interesting to you? I was like, no. Nothing personal if you make mechanical engineering drives, drawings on the 32nd floor somewhere. I'm sure they're very interesting, really. I, I kind of geek out on it. I do like that stuff. But God sent a whole bunch, he sent a bunch of punk rockers into my life saying, like, is that, is that what you want to do? Are you okay with that world? Is this world, is that how you want to contribute? And these questions got posed to me, and I started answering them, and I started answering them, no, no, I don't want to do that. That's messed up. That's not going to make the world any better. But I know it was God that started posing those questions. Like uh, Morpheus says, the splinter in your mind. Like something is off. God made me different. Now, so I, I was I was still disenfranchised. I was still kind of like I don't know about this gun thing. Like, yeah, okay, I'm not gonna get things fixed here. Maybe God doesn't need me to get it fixed, but it needs to get fixed still. <laughs> Another friend of mine, uh, her name's Gretty. Gretty and I were talking, uh, and, and she brought up this verse. Well, sounds like you need to humble yourself. I was like, uh, okay, I'm humble. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> She brought up James 4.10, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. And man, do you guys, I mean, sometimes I, I read scripture a lot. It's good stuff. God is interesting. He does weird stuff that are, is fascinating to look at. But, you know, sometimes you get, you get to a verse and you're like, whoa, okay, whoops, this one's electric today. This one is glowing a little bit. Maybe more than a little bit. This one was freaking me out. I was like, oh, geez. And I just stared at my friend, my friend Gretchen, for a while. I was like, she's like, well, what's your, what's your deal? I was like, I, I, think, God, I think God's talking to me. <laughs> and I was losing my mind. I was like, okay, what? I thought I, thought it was okay. I didn't think of myself as a very big, influential person. And so I thought about this, this verse for a while. And I think I'm, I'm inviting you all to do it with me right now. Humble yourself before God. To, to be humble is to have a correct estimation of yourself. Correct. Not just doormat. Not just like, oh, I suck, I suck, I suck, I suck. And, you know, I suck be your mantra for, for a while. That's not it. To have a correct estimation. And if you have a correct estimation of yourself... Before the Lord, that might get you to the I suck, I suck, I suck. Thing. He's like, I don't think I do anything here, God. And he's like, sweet, that's where I wanted you to get. <laughs> Who made you any different? I did. But, oh, yeah, I don't do much here. You are getting stuff done in this world, God. I'm just along for the ride. And this realization took me months. 
So I'm kind of giving you the cliff notes. I hope it's easier. I hope it's an easier revelation for you all. (laughs) We don't do much. God is sovereign. God is the ruler of the universe. He does what he wants. Lucky for us, he's good. A little unfortunate for us, he's smarter than we are, and we often don't get it. Um, that's, that's me anyway. There's a lot of stuff I don't understand why, why God did it that way. And I talked to him about it. I was like, God, that's not the way I would have done it, but uh, yeah, well, let's talk about that more later. Um, humble myself. And I humbled myself. And I humbled myself. And yeah, so where was I? I was freaking out. I didn't want to be at scum. I didn't. I couldn't work at scum. This is. I was just banging my head, and and so a year ago, this was this was happening, and then a couple months later, I was talking to another friend. Actually, Ryan Ryan Roulette. Do you guys remember him? A lot of you guys remember him. Talks like me, evidently. I don't know. I get, evidently, we talk a lot, <laughs> very similarly. I was talking with him. I was like, hey, okay, so what are you doing at, at scum, Jesse? And I was like, oh, I'm trying to get the train back on the rails. I don't know that we are doing what God meant us to do. Like, oh, how's that going? It's like, bad. <laughs> like, oh, yeah? Yeah, no one's listening to me. Nothing's going very well. It's like, oh. Sounds like something God doesn't care if you're doing or not. I'm like, oh. He swears he wasn't facetious in this conversation, but it is like the most facetious tone in the world in my memory. It's like, oh, you jerk. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know if God wants you to be doing that then. I don't know what else we talked about that day at that diner. I don't know anything else that was said that day. All that was going through my mind is like, maybe you shouldn't be doing that, Jesse. Like, what? Who's going to do it then? I remember that day. It was that day. I remember the verse that that my friend Gretchen said to me, humble yourself before God. Do you remember what you do? I'm like, yeah, nothing. (laughs) Do you remember what God does? Yeah, everything. By the end of the day, it was a rough day. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't crash my bike into anything. But... I was in another place. But by the end of the day, before I went to sleep last night, I was like, or that night, I was, I knew, I was like, I got to let go of that. I've got to let go of what I think should happen. And I did. Man. It's God that does things. Who made us any different? It's God. And so, when I was doing that, it's like, I, I, give, I give it up. I give it up. And there was people that were on. There were, I wasn't like the only person. There was people that agreed with me. It's like, yeah, Jesse, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should say those things. It's like, I am, but nobody wants to hear it. Squeaking wheel, the squeaky wheel didn't get oiled. The squeaky wheel just, you, you know, you just got used to the squeak. But I gave it up. And, there, and, and it was just a couple days later, I was talking with a friend, and, and we were talking about this stuff, and I said, like, oh, dude, I gave that up. I'm not going to worry about that. And they're like, uh, wait, what? And that was weird. Totally scrambled them. 
but that part the, it, it was it was Aaron Pot. He he told he he, just, he he was wide eyed for like ten seconds, and then he smiled and he's like, "Oh, you're doing good, aren't you?" And I was like, "Yep, <laughs> I'm doing awesome." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, I'm gonna help you out with that." <laughs> so good. Okay, okay. Before I get too far from First Corinthians four, let's go back. Let's go back there for a little bit. Did I lose it? Here it is. Guys, we. The question I keep asking is, who made you any different? And the question, or the answer is God. God is first. Um, uh, where, where, where is it? Uh, verse six. I say these things for your benefit. So that you may learn from us the meaning of the saying, do not go beyond what is written. Our best connection to God is the Bible, the things that were written. That's unarguable. That stuff is solid. We're going to hold on to that. And by God's grace, at Scum, we've done that for 14 years. The stuff we do, we hold it up to Scripture, to the book. We don't just make it up as we go. Sometimes. But then we're like, oh, crap, crap. Is this okay? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, crap. Stop doing that. Or, yeah, sweet. Let's, let's, let's do it. God has blessed us with that. With that check, a lot of it is because of our father, our founding father, Mike. Mike has brought us to Scripture so often. And he's... And we've done that this last six months. The Samuel series was pretty sweet, right? That was Ben's idea. They get back on Wednesday, by the way. Scotland team. That was, I don't, I don't know. I was super into the Samuel series. And it was good. And that was a result of the anchor that Mike put in Scripture for us. And that was a big deal. I think we were faithful to that. And, but again, God did it. Moving on to, to, to the best part. Now, now our, our namesake part. Sometimes I get a little stuck on this downward mobility thing, the, the, this humility. I don't, like, I don't like notoriety. I don't like any fame that comes our way. <laughs> I don't know if it, it might be some sort of re- reject uh, hanger honor thing from the whole, you know, sellouts you know, punk, punk rock sellout thing in the 90s. Maybe I'm stuck on that. But anyway, sorry if that's true. Something that's pretty interesting. My wife, my wife when, when, the, when uh, the staff were talking about this, my wife looked at the message. Um, the message is a paraphrase of the Bible. It's not quite a, a translation. I wouldn't say that's the hard, cold, this is definitely the Bible. But it's useful. It's very useful. The, the guy that did it, Eugene Peterson, he's a smart guy. Good Montana recluse. He doesn't talk to people. Um, he just reads the Bible a lot. But anyways, read, read with me the, uh, yeah, oh, no, yeah. Okay, this is, this is what the message says for our chunk. Seems to me that God has put us, who bear his message, on stage in a, in a theater in which no one wants to buy a ticket. Or something everyone stares around and stares at, like an accident in the street. Where are the Messiah's misfits? 
We're a train wreck. You might be sure of yourselves, but we live in the midst of frailties and uncertainties. You might be well thought of by others, but we're mostly kicked around. Much of the time, we don't have much to eat. We wear patched and threadbare clothes. We get doors slammed in our faces. We pick up odd jobs at anywhere we can do, anywhere we can to eke out a living. When they call us names, we say, God bless you. When they spread rumors about us, we put in a good word for them. We're treated like garbage, potato peelings from the culture's kitchen. It's not getting any better. Oh, man, isn't that good? I love that. And, and, and maybe, maybe people get a little bummed. I know we want to be cool, right? But are we cool? No, we're not cool. If we follow Christ, man, Christ is not cool. And this culture, dude, he's backwards. You know, you can throw that word around pretty easily, you know, cool. Yeah, Jesus is cool. I like being with Jesus. But is he cool? He would not do well on MTV. That's my point. It's backwards. He is backwards to this world. And if we align with him, we're going to be backwards too. We will become the scum of the earth. This is everything to me. When I figured out what Jesus does, pushing back on evil the way he does, when people are jerks to you, you be cool to them. That's insane and that's awesome. And that's what we're trying to do here at SCOM. I love this. Now, where was I? I was bitter. I was, I was disenfranchised. I was freaking out. But I was like, oh, I guess I don't do anything after all. And I was letting go. And I was like, oh, I feel so much better. Now, this is where the, the, the promise God said in, in, in James 4.10 Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. The thing is about the promises that God puts out there, he does them as they are written. I wanted it to go, humble yourselves before the Lord, and things will work out the way you want them to. That's not the way it went. God lifted me up, and that, and that is not what I wanted. <laughs> Mike had been talking to me for, for a couple months about doing this position that I'm in. I have a position. I just wanted to be staff. At one point, like, Mike, Mike loves making uh, business cards for us. Every, every year we get more business cards. And, and, and I always say, <laughs> he was like, what's your position now? Like, you know, administrative pastor or, you know, assistant pastor. I was like, no, staff. Just do staff. Staff. Sounds like no one will get any crazy ideas about what I should do. But Mike was like, oh, no, no, no. But then eventually he was like, no, no, I think somebody's going to have to kind of, you know, be the point guy when I'm gone for sabbatical. And there's some things that you can do, Jesse, that would be pretty good around here. I was like, eh, nah, that's not what I want to do. That's not, no, no. I don't want to be cool. I don't want to be influential. I just want people to do what I say. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah when i let go of what i thought 
should happen. That's when I said, okay, let me try it. Let me try this position. In a, a stumbling of words, just a couple weeks later, Mike came up with the term administrator. And I like that. I'm the administrator. <laughs> administrator. I heard a comedian say one time, you can do anything you want, but if you go like this and say Slayer while you're doing it, you're awesome. You can do anything. <laughs> I haven't, I have, there's a couple things I haven't tried that with because I don't think it's going to work. But anyways, God has held me up in this. This last six months, like, God started something in all of us. It wasn't just me, the staff, the non-staff, everybody in this room. Things have succeeded at our hands with Mike gone. We like Mike. We like having Mike around. Thanks for being around. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. <laughs> the, end, the end of the passage tonight. I am writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Is this not Mike for us? Dude, we're, we've started a church that there's not really a pattern for. We've picked up some stuff from that and this and some of that over there. But the way we're doing church, man, there's a, we're asking some questions that we don't know the answers to. It's because we don't have fathers in this. We don't have a denomination yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it kind of sounds terrible the more I think about it. Dear Jesus, save us from ourselves. Um, But no, we don't have a lot of people that have shown us how to do this. We're stumbling forward, kind of in the same direction, kind of sweet. Mike's been our anchor. Mike's been our father in this. He's shown us, okay, no, this is important. Oh, no, that's not important. You should definitely not name your church, come to the other church. Church. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, there's some things that we cannot listen to him about. <laughs> But he has been good to us, and he has taught us in truth and kept us in truth and kept us tethered to God. So much so that when he left, we stayed tethered to God. Did all right. And that was our intent. We didn't want to go anywhere without Mike. We didn't want to turn any corners without Mike while he was gone. We just wanted to follow Jesus. We wanted to get closer to Jesus. Prayer meetings have been awesome. Our, time, our sermons have been sweet. Good things have happened. The thing is, when you get close to Jesus, he doesn't sit still. We have gone places without Mike, and that's a tribute to Mike. The last verse we got tonight is, Therefore I urge you to imitate me. Imitate Mike. He's let go a lot of stuff. He's put a lot of things on our hand, and we've got to learn to do the same thing. Bring people with us. 
Make sure we're stuck to Scripture. Finn, stop running around, dude. (laughs) I said stop running around. Seriously, somebody tackle my kid. (laughs) Whose idea was it to keep the kids in the service? Actually, it was mine. Um, It might have been mine. Guys, this, this might be a little intangible. This might be a little conceptual. Sorry, Lindsay. Oh, she, I lost her. But this is, and I want us all to consider this on an individual basis. Yes, humble ourselves. There's a good example that happened just this last weekend. Bruce, man, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce is like trained, trained people that are now his managers. <laughs> He, was, he texted me last weekend. He's like, dude, there's this other girl. I trained her. And now they're talking about her being the manager. I was like, dude, chill out. Chill out. Do you really want to be in charge? <laughs> Trust me, it's not that fun. Dude, he's, he, uh, there's this guy getting trained to be the assistant manager at his work this last week. And the guy forgot to show up. And so who covered? Bruce did. Bruce is being scum. Bruce is exemplary scum. Dude, whether he gets promoted or not, he's busting his ass at the place he works. He's not letting people get screwed because of somebody else's mistake. He's stepping up where other people have failed. And is he getting honored for it? No. Oh, man. Bruce, you got it coming to you. People, man, God is saying, oh, man, he's doing so good. And that is a perfect example for us all. Even if we don't get recognized for the stuff we do, even if we're scum at the place we work, the places we go, the shows we play, the galleries we show in. Let's be downwardly mobile. Let's be Jesus in those places. Let's be scum of the earth. We have been. I think we'll keep doing it. I'm pretty psyched on you all. I love you.